1: episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, Of course, Joe Soro at the game in the crypt right now. You could go ahead and support him today at SimBlades, SimBladesWithAY.com if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today. Or check him out as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends out there at LakerHolics.com because you know Laker Tom right below is... He's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And you can find him today at Lakerholics.com plus our good friend Jamie Sweet. No trap today, set by Admiral Akbar himself. He is Jamie Sweet, but you will get a good five things article from him today at Lakerholics.com. Plus, also as well, every Friday morning, it's Magic Man in the morning. That's right. He's got something special lined up for you this week. Along with on Wednesday, we're going to do a Do You Know Your Lakers trivia? Thursday, Lakers History 101. And of course, the Magic Man himself on Friday morning. So go ahead and check that out right here, the Lakers Fast Break. Stone Hansen's got a lot of great stuff coming up for you this week for your NBA draft knowledge out there at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, Subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Lakerholics, Lakers Ball, everything that we do, Upside Swings, NBA Draft Podcast, everything that we can do because we're now over 500 subscribers here at Lakers Fast Break. And if you can continue to do that and support us, it is sincerely appreciated. And once again, big shout out to Joe. He's in the chat right now. He is live at the game. He saw an incredible game, an incredible night for the Lakers as they honored the great Pau Gasol with his jersey lifted up to the rafters. We were thinking maybe it was going to be done in between Kobe's 8-24, and 24. ultimately is to the right, to the side of the 24. So when you go to the crypt and you see it there, it is hanging right beside his great friend, Kobe Bryant. What a great honor for him. 15 years to the day after he was traded to the Lakers. What a special moment for all Lakers fans. It was a great ceremony, but the Lakers still had more work to do. And speaking of the Grizzlies, coincidentally or not by the NBA, they sauntered into town to go ahead and face off against the Lakers. And the Lakers, a very important game for them as they headed in today's game Seemingly tied with what five other teams in the NBA at 31 and 34. And Oklahoma City won earlier tonight. So they, during the game, hit 31 and 34. The Lakers actually, during the game, flipped into 10th place for the first time all season. They got into the top 10 in the Western Conference. Could they do better? Would they finish out the game better? Well, I'll tell you what, after a back-and-forth seesaw battle all the way through, the Lakers, a little bit too much on the turnover side, but Anthony Davis, he came back a little bit early in the fourth quarter because they really needed him because they were starting to falter, and he came back, and he came back strong. Some really, really excellent play from him. 28 points, I'm sorry, 30 points because he hit that bucket late. 22 rebounds. Unfortunately, seven turnovers, but two block shots, plus 24 on the day. Troy Brown Jr., got to give him a lot of credit because he really facilitated the ball well. 13 points, three out of six from behind the arc, also plus 20 as well. Plus 22 for Rui Hashimura with a solid game, 7-11 on the field, 17 points. And Austin Reeves chipped in, plus 11 and 17 points. And the Lakers... A solid fourth quarter, outscoring the Memphis Grizzlies 30-23, to and they are now by themselves in ninth place for the first time all season here in the Western Conference with a fabulous 112-103 victory on a night we celebrated and honored Pau Gasol. And here today to talk about today's game, Three awesome guys, indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing first as the first man up, first man here. He was the guy, along with two other awesome co-hosts right there for you. They know more about the NBA draft than anyone out there. The Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast, you got to get to date wherever you get your podcasts. It is Stone Hanson and Stone. Great to have you here. Such a great performance from the Lakers in that fourth quarter back and forth. I didn't feel good about the game at all. As I told Sean during the third quarter and told Nick on our playback.tv slash Lakers fast break live watch party. I was like, not that confident because it really wasn't flowing well, but AD came back with 11 minutes to go in the game and really helped the Lakers secure the victory.
3: Yeah, this was a great team win. Um, I think over the course of the, uh time without both LeBron and D'Angelo Russell. This is probably the best team win that we've had collectively across the board. Uh, it wasn't a perfect game by any means. Um, there are definitely probably a little bit too many turnovers. There's not many games you could win when you shoot only seven threes and 25% from the line. But I think that's more of just a testament of how well we played in the other areas uh, to be able to pull the win out. Um, yeah, Anthony Davis was obviously the catalyst and has been really this whole this whole stretch um, he's been playing at an elite level, uh, huge, huge night for him. And, and really this whole stretch, he's just been anchoring us and uh, is the reason why we're, we're where we are with this 5-2 and two record out of the All-Star break. Um, <clears throat> I think that, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Troy Brown had an excellent game. Uh, he's never shot this hot in since I've watched him at Oregon. Uh, he, he's on an absolute shooting tear right now. Over the last four games, he's shooting 57% on nearly six attempts per game, uh, which is high volume and obviously high accuracy, uh, which is good because Malik Beasley has not shot it very well over the past couple of games. Yes. Um, so he's picking up the slack quite a bit for us in terms of the spacing element. Uh, Rory Hachimura did his best to look me look stupid after the last episode we did. Um and but we talked
1: about it, he's very inconsistent. So for Yeah, I mean sixty-four percent
3: sixty-four percent from the field is not a sustainable shooting split, but it is not something I'm gonna complain about. Great, <laughs> no. great
2: shot selection though, this this to, particular to, game. Yeah, agreed, Tom. Agreed. You know, he really and that's what that's what he has to be aggressive because those were all really good shots, and, and Reeves too, his shot selection has been Impeccable.
3: Reeves has earned, I think, for me, close to like a twenty million dollar annual yeah. uh, extension. He's, he's that sort of. I mean, he's young. He better so not can... be Caruso.
2: That's all I can say. Yeah, he's a different player a million, than Caruso. There'll be yeah. blood on the blood on the floor of the Crypto. dot com arena. Man.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll retire uh, Reeves jersey eventually because he is. <laughs> Well, we don't retire.
2: We, we we don't have room to retire those jerseys. Maybe they're headbands, you know? <laughs> yeah, we we'll put it. their
3: headbands on statues outside. Um, but yeah, Reeves has been like really huge. He's getting. I wouldn't say he's even getting better each game because I think he's played at sort of the same pace the last few games. Um, but he is, I think, understanding more what his capabilities are and playing uh, to his strengths rather than trying to to be something that he's not and push a little further, uh, which at this point in the season I think is better. Uh, obviously, you want guys to more fit into their roles rather than sort of push the envelope. That's maybe for a little bit earlier in the season when you experiment a little bit more and to see what you have. But um, he's playing really well. Uh, I think that he's still not – nobody on this team is really like a definitive point guard. They're doing it by committee, uh, and I think they're doing it well. Uh, you have a lot of connective passers with – reeves and especially troy brown vanderbilt is also that he didn't get as much playing time tonight because uh they went with the hot hand in in Rui. but the connective passing on this team is really what's keeping us afloat without having like a true point guard uh and i think that we've done a really good job with that um a little bit too many turnovers but not not awful by any means wasn't the uh,
1: 26 like the last time they played memphis right. yeah so
2: exactly 27, 27 assists so you know and when you got secondary playmakers trying to fill the role of a primary playmaker, that's where these, that's where these turnovers are coming from, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. Although a lot yeah. of them, ADs, especially, were really just sloppy play, you know?
3: Yeah. AD was trying to, that's, I think, what I was trying to talk about with the Reeves too. AD was trying to do, I think, push the envelope too much with with testing out what he could squeeze right. in and what needles he could squeeze uh Reeves, I think, is learning that with his ball handling. He's playing a lot more comfortably uh, as someone that's not trying to do too much with the ball in his hands, as someone that's just sort of taking what the defense gives him. And I think that's really playing to the Lakers' strength. So overall, a great team win. And I think that if we can continue this, at least until we get D'Lo back, who I probably am guessing doesn't play Friday, but hopefully uh, the game after, I think we'll be in good shape.
1: Once again, the Lakers do win 112-103. to They are now in ninth place in the Western Conference. Great victory for the Lakers. Also here today to talk about today's game. You've already heard them already, but get a a little bit more taste right now as John opens the celebratory (laughs) beverage there. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Oh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Okay. It is the man behind Lakerholics.com. Got to watch the sugar. Yes. Uh, well, Tom doesn't. Tom is not all <laughs> sugar there.
4: It is the number
1: one Even Laker when I was life. really
2: fat. Even when I was really fat, I just couldn't handle the diet stuff. Man. Uh, the,
1: it is Laker Tom. I hear you. Laker Tom, great to have you here, my friend. It's a Laker win, so we're glad to have you here. Your thoughts on today's game? I know Gabriel's getting a lot of heat, and uh, it's easily understandable why. During our playback.tv slash Live
2: watch party
1: it was it was rough watching you can't
2: judge these guys the role players on a game-to-game basis i mean as much as you'd love to have really consistent role players we don't have a type of continuity that 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 creates those types of role players at this point in time in our career so we're we're we're, we got guys who are going to be good three out of ten games or four out of ten games or five out of ten games but they ain't going to do a ten out of ten or nine out of ten Um, the story tonight was really the story of what has kept us alive, which is we were the third ranked defense in the last 10 games. And tonight puts us at a new echelon because we are now seven and three in the last 10 games. And this was a great defensive performance. Three of the four quarters, we held them under 25 points. I mean, nobody holds anybody under 25 points in a quarter anymore. We did it three times tonight including twice in the second half, 23 and 23, 21 in the first quarter. So this was defense and, and, you know, they aren't the greatest three point shooting team. They're pretty much a team that's almost like a carbon copy, you know, style wise of what they have to do to succeed uh, as we are, you know, they need to go to the basket. They need to get free throws. You know, the points in the paint was a pretty close battle. The rebounding thing was a pretty close battle. Um, they made a couple more threes, we made a lot more twos. You know, so it's it's a big win for me because this must have been the upteenth time when we've been like ready to make a jump because other other things happened and, you know, we had a position to move up there to get into that ninth spot and not to be tied with four teams, but now to have the best record among all of the teams with a 34-loss record, now we're the top team of that little bundle which means we get out of that group of people and we move into the next little group of guppies that we have to climb up on in order to get into the, into the playoffs, or at least to the seven or eight spot, we need to be seven or eight, nine, ain't good enough. You know, nine, nine guarantees you that you're out or you get the eight spot. That's all you guaranteed. You want to get the, you know, you, you want to, you want the seven spot and, going for blood.
1: The, spot
2: and the Kings I think that's the matchup that that's the perfect
0: matchup for the Lakers. This is Raphael from NBA draft Junkies.com And you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
2: Give me all of the Star Trek all
1: of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza
2: is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it.
1: Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yeah. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate everyone being a part of what we're doing here. You got a nice crowd tonight. And also the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But also here today to talk about today's game. He was with me and Nick Molina. And FL24, Devotion, J. Romix, and Joe Soro, who was texting live from the actual crypto.com arena itself. It is the madman from Toronto. The guy just can't stay out of Toronto traffic. He is in the shadow of darkness right now. It is the <laughs> Magic Man, Sean Grice. The Magic Man of the morning, it's great to have you here, my friend. I wanted to ask your thoughts on today's game. You and I were talking back and forth about it. We didn't have good vibes in the third quarter Mm -hmm. because, you know, no John Morant, uh, no Brandon Clark, and we were kind of worried because it just wasn't flowing very well for the team. But AD came back at that 11-minute mark when the Lakers were down six, and you could see the kind of lift that the team got centering around ad at least for the first half of that fourth quarter as he began to tire they started to go away from him and they were able to hit enough shots but yeah that that fourth quarter swing was based a lot on ad
0: yeah he swung he swung the balance of the game at that point um up until that point gerald we were talking about it that this one saving grace tonight for the lakers was even though Memphis wasn't turning it over a lot, they played you know a pretty good road game. The Lakers consistently uh, cashed they in. They shot awful on,
1: from beyond the arc.
0: They did for you know, and that th- it was, and they were wide open threes too. This was like the antithesis of the the Portland game where they couldn't miss some wide open shots, and the Grizzlies couldn't buy one up until the you know the middle of the third quarter. But, yeah, that, that AD, uh, you know, Lone Lone Ranger run there in the fourth is what uh, turned the balance. Gerald, there are only five guys playing well tonight, and credit to Darvin Ham. He played all five of them at the end of the game. So, good for him. Good we, for him. We bash on him at, at most Agreed. for his rotations, and rightly so because they're – as, as everyone on the panel has said, they're inconsistent. Um, but tonight, he actually went with the five best players on the court, and they rewarded him because they ended up winning the game.
1: Absolutely. Good call. I mean, there were little times,
0: like you said, we can nitpick
1: all we want, You know, especially the overuse of winning Gabriel tonight. I thought they should have gone smaller when they realized it wasn't going to be winning Gabriel's game, especially mm-hmm. on the defensive end. But you know what? At, like you said, at the very end, when they closed out the game, They had the five in there that they thought could get the job done and made the right call. No Russell Westbrook-ish type Mm. maneuvers or placements of people. Not bad guys who scored double figures, you know? Yeah, just really, really good planning in that fourth quarter. But also here today to talk about today's game, good guy indeed. If you're not watching, subscribing, and liking to the John McCallion channel. You're missing out on something that could possibly change your life forever with obviously the great conversations that he has over there. It is John McCallion. John, great to have you here, my friend. Wanted to ask your thoughts on today's game. Obviously, I know you have been, like everybody else, has been so frustrated with the way the season's going. In fact, two seasons now almost as far as where the Lakers have been. But it's really good to have the Lakers in a position where we can start talking realistically some playoffs again for this team.
4: Well, first and foremost, did anyone else know that Pablo was Powell's actual name? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad, um, you know, Lakers wanted to know him because, you know, because of Powell's uh, jersey retirement. Yes. But, uh, you know, they, they knew what's online, And, uh, you know, if this was still the roster with Westbrook and Pat Bev, I, I think they would have just laid down. They wouldn't have got the win. But I really like this dude lost they're very scrappy. Uh, not only are they scrappy, but they're also able to score. Um, and they're playing team ball. The ball's moving. It's not sticking. Um, you know, we don't have the ISO ball with Westbrook that we used to have. Um, overall, it was a really good win. Um, and uh, like, you know, the chat saying, AD played play his ass off. So, uh, you know, really good win tonight. And then you've got D'Lo,
1: D'Angelo Russell possibly – I think he's ready to come back for a Friday, Stone. It yeah, looked I like think he was, he's going to come back Friday. Yeah, hopefully. And he, he worked out well today, and it was just a game time decision that was a no, but against a pretty good now and pretty competitive now team in the Toronto Raptors. I mean, now is a good Knicks. time, any. And then the Knicks,
2: too. You know, you, yeah, and
1: the Knicks really, really, the Knicks have really been playing well on Sunday. Stone, now is as good a time as any for D'Angelo Russell to come back in this lineup. Yeah.
2: He makes such a difference just because of he slots everybody into the right spots because all of a sudden now you've got Schroeder coming off the bench and Schroeder against second string guards is deadly, you know? I mean, they just cannot stay in front of the guy. He's so quick. And and it's the additional size that you get also, too, from the starting lineup All, all of a sudden we get a we get a starting lineup where everybody is 6'4 and longer, and you got four guys that are seven foot in length. Um, I was really happy to see Rui play tonight. Well, because he's the it's, it's it's an interesting combination between him, his offense, and Vanderbilt's defense, are just a beautiful match for this team. Um, and having a guy with his his wingspan being able to take those mid range jumpers, I think, is really an important part, and we just need to we need to get more opportunity for him to do the game for him to do well. Um, You know, we invested three draft picks, second round picks to get him. Um, And he's exactly the kind of player that sort of fits a mold that I think makes a good, a good addition to the Lakers in the, you know, in the, let's say the six to nine role spots on the team, because he's not going to have a huge salary Um, And yet he's, he's a guy who's very tradable. He's got good assets. He he plays well at times he disappears, but I think that that is up to the coach to then game plan to get him the opportunities to take advantage of it, especially when there's a matchup where his size is really a big advantage in playing a small forward position.
1: Stone. Sorry about that. you you, do you concur as well because getting D'Angelo back I think it comes at a great time because, again, Toronto's been playing well. They almost pulled out that victory in Denver last night, I believe it was, and they've been playing well since the All-Star break, just like the Lakers. You have two teams on an upswing momentum that are driving towards the back end of the playoff mix. That could be a very competitive and hungry game, especially if we get D'Angelo back for Friday night.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, when you look at – I don't really understand why the Raptors are where they are at because when you look at their starting five, I mean, especially after the trade deadline, they have one of the best starting fives, I think, in the league talent wise. He's he's an elite rim protector. Uh, Siakam and Barnes are so switchable defensively, and they both can handle the ball at their size. Uh, And then uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet, uh, when they're on, they're on as shooters, uh, and they're both a uh, really good point of attack defenders, especially Van Vliet. So um, it is really necessary, I think, to have Delo to have a shot at that game. I, I don't think we win that game without Delo. personally. Yeah. I think he's uh, really vital to to winning that. Uh, I, I sort of thought... Maybe the whole why he didn't
2: play tonight, too.
3: Yeah, I think that was part of it. I think also that... Um, that I think they wanted to upgrade him to... Uh, what was he upgraded to? Was he was questionable. questionable. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they wanted to do that too because I think they sort of felt that fans were getting a little impatient and wanted to give them some sort of optimism that you know it's that not would that... never
1: happen here, Stone,
2: <laughs> would that <laughs> really? Uh, <laughs>
3: I think it happens I more than so many
2: great memes already for just six games, <laughs> you know.
3: Yeah, I think I think it happens more than people realize. Where they want to give this sort of day to day thing, so it doesn't seem like it's that far away. Um but, yeah, nonetheless, paper like cuts, he is paper cuts. Yeah, uh, I think it's vital though that he gets back um, for that Raptors game. I think that you need him as the primary ball handler if you're going up against the the perimeter defense of the Raptors, especially Van Vliet. He is like a really awesome point of attack defender. And I think that Schroeder, that's like if Schroeder were to start that game, I think that that's when we would see a lot more bad Schroeder uh, in terms of the the turnovers. Uh, even though he's done pretty well at, at keeping the ball tame uh, over the past few games, um, the shot selection obviously tonight wasn't great. But uh, I think that, yeah, this Lakers team is really just all hinged upon Anthony Davis. Um, he's what's carrying us right now. He's what's buoying us. Tonight he was able to feast because the Memphis doesn't have – Uh, Steven Adams they don't have uh, Brandon Clark to really fight for boards so he's able to take advantage of that because Triple J is not the best rebounder even though he's a great defensive player Um, and I think also we did a really good job as you guys have already mentioned of uh, perimeter defense Uh, some of it was they just weren't hitting shots some of it was we were playing good defense and I think Bain uh, ultimately not not playing as well as he usually does as a shooter uh, was vital because it made Dylan Brooks think that he had the green light to really shoot and you always want that if you're playing the Memphis Grizzlies yes. um, so if you're able to to shut down Bain and make Brooks feel as though he has the light to shoot as much as he wants uh, you're doing something right so I think the Lakers uh, played really well and also have an opportunity to play well if D'Lo comes back on uh, Friday.
1: Let me go ahead and send it over to John, John, and I'll get it to you, Sean. Next, John, your thoughts when you see the Lakers play like this without LeBron and you see the ball move more, I thought the ball movement was really good at times for the Lakers wasn't perfect, but yeah, and I obviously know the turnovers were a big issue at both times against Memphis, but it's nice to see the ball moving around. Although. There was a period of time where they started to stray away too far away from, from AD and stop getting in the ball. But it's nice to see that the ball was moving, though, and being able to get to open shooters. Troy Brown was hitting shots consistently. My gosh, if we get Malik going, it could really help open up the floor even more for AD. <clears throat>
4: yeah, you. those are really good points that you brought up. I think one of the things that I've noticed is that um, ever since um, the trade deadline moves, I think the person who's benefited the most has been Troy Brown Jr. Because before the trade, he looked like a deer in headlights out there. But now he just, he knows more of his role, which is to play defense. And he's been consistently knocking down the three. So I've been really impressed with that. And um, honestly, the ball has to move because they don't really have any ISO players. You know, you can make an argument for AD to play ISO, but that's not really his game. You know, if we do play ISO, you know, it'll be with LeBron. But since LeBron's not out there, the ball's moving. But the good thing, the good thing is that the ball, since the ball is moving now, it'll keep moving once LeBron gets there because LeBron, he's going to need the team to to pass the ball around instead of just depending on him with all the mileage and, you know, how old he is now. So um, I think it's a really good sign. It's something that we weren't doing before the trade deadline, especially with Russ. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's really encouraging.
1: I will say, Sean, I got nothing but love for you, my friend. I've known you now for three years, but I have to agree with Jim. You're just a shadowy figure, just in general.
4: It's because I'm he's kidding. cooking bacon. He's I'm cooking kidding. bacon, I'm that's kidding.
1: why. I told him he could troll me with a Doritos wrapper and just like right, you know, right in front of the mic. I said he could do that anytime he wants. But Sean, when it comes to tonight's game, I mean you're seeing this this. Great swing for the Lakers. It's just their ninth mm-hmm. place now. It's the momentum, though. You've got two teams. I'm assuming still that Toronto may be favored, or it's a pick'em game uh, for Friday night. And I know that the Knicks are going to be favored on Sunday. The Lakers still down LeBron and maybe even D we are hoping for a Friday return. They still have to get this thing done to stay in where they're at because with all these teams bunched up by the, by the, you know where they are, and the fact is we're now ahead of New Orleans, which I know brings extra enjoyment to both <laughs> Joe and myself, as we've stressed for weeks and months now. <laughs> How's that swap looking now? But be that as it may. How do you feel about what the Lakers can do? Because the inconsistency with all these teams right around there is the reason why they're all where they are.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the Raptors are, are great example, are probably the best example of that. Um, You know, they've, they've had uh, Nick nurse tends to fall in and out of love with certain players. And um, at the beginning of the year, Malachi Flynn looked like he was really turning a corner for them. But his shooting has just fallen off a cliff. He's just been really inconsistent. So it, it, it's not as if Fred Van Fleet has a backup to, to be relied on where he could take a breather or so. And Nick Nurse is, again, playing you know, six or seven guys right now, 40-plus minutes. He's had trouble in the front court, which is, you know, I I personally think that AD and, and Jared Vanderbilt can, can – basically destroyed that front court between precious Achua and Chris Boucher. That's been disappointing as well. Achua is up and down offensively. And, you know, Boucher's just been uh, just one of the biggest disappointments, probably. I thought the Raptors had a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does. Sign that contract. And yeah. And now he's one of the, that's probably one of the worst contracts dollar for dollar in the NBA. He's been probably one of the five most disappointing players in the league. They're going to be feisty, man, because Scotty Barnes got ejected at the end of that game. And look, not to go off a diatribe here, but we could talk about Scott Foster until the cows come home. You're but right. who wants to do that?
1: No, um, this is a great night. Happy win. Yeah, Down let's let, let's keep it
0: happy and not mention Scott Foster anymore. Let's yeah. not do that. That's- yeah. So I mean, like uh, like Stone was saying, Stone was saying they're scrappy team. They're they're gonna fight and claw, and you know, we know Nick Nurse will will pull a rabbit out of a hat if he has to, to in order to win a basketball game. So that's going to be because you've
1: seen them live what, two three times this season already. Yeah, I
0: have. Well, actually, it's kind of funny. I saw both teams are playing against this weekend play each other a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Brunson burner didn't have a, a 38 point game when I saw him at the uh, Air Canada Center, but Gerald, he can, he's got enough fundamentals in his game where he just can make guys just look silly. And it, oh, and it, you it, know
1: he's gonna be back by Sunday. I know he's out of the lineup oh, now, but yeah, he's gonna be back by Sunday. He's got that sure. game
0: circled. He's oh, got sure that he game does. circled. Um, they always
1: do for the lake. They
0: always do, yeah. So that's I mean, enjoyable. if if we can contain Julius Randle and or uh, Brunson, and if only one of them goes off, I could live with that. I think that's a victory as well. But we got like I thought last week. We had to go. We had to go two and zero on the Friday and Sunday. We definitely need to go two and zero on the Friday and Sunday this week.
1: Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers move into ninth place for the first time all season. They're now 32 and 34 with a 112-103 victory right here against the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'll tell you what, everybody is so excited. But also, I do want to take some time right now to honor what everybody was also there for. And that was the retirement ceremony for Pau Gasol. Because Laker, Tom, I'll start with you. 15 years ago, to this day, Pau Gasol became a Laker. I know you've talked about it before, but and also we actually dedicated, as Magic Man has told you, and, and also on the show Joe Soro has said, we had a Lakers History 101 on the trade. Your thoughts on Pau Gasol finally getting his number lifted up into the rafters on a day that the Lakers win. Everybody's feeling good. But truly want to go ahead and make sure that we remember Pau Gasol and on the special 90s. He was truly emotional tonight seeing his number up into the rafters.
2: Well, it's, it's a great feeling to see Pau's jersey up there right next to Kobe's. For those who may not have been around during those years, Pau was not universally loved by Laker fans. There was a heavy contingent that basically felt he was soft one of the things, if you come back and you're the center following Shaq, uh, it's a different kind of center, you know, and it's a whole different kind of game. I think the thing that the only thing that makes me sad about the whole thing is I remember seeing this whole video where Kobe is saying, talking about how when Powell retires his jersey, he's going to be there and everything. Um, And I think that one of the things that Powell has now become synonymous with Kobe in the sense of how he's become sort of like the uh, stand in father for for Vanessa and the kids and, and taking an interest in the family and the girls. Um, and trying to continue all of the work that Kobe was doing, you know, for girls basketball. So um, I loved every moment of the halftime ceremony and so forth. Uh, uh, Love seeing Powell up there. He's a class guy, um, a great Laker deserved his jersey up there on the wall. Um, Made a perfect square, almost like there's no more room for any more jerseys to go up there. Um,
1: We'll we'll see. There's got to be a, there's going to be there. Make another row, Tom. Make Make another another
2: row. row. They'll make another row. We still have some numbers left, I think. You know, I mean, there's 99. We've only got 12 numbers that have been, or have we used, is is, is that a synonymous thing, the jerseys? retired and the number is not allowed to be used.
1: Yes. Although if you are an active individual with that number, you still get to keep playing with that number until you leave. the.
0: There are certain instances where that, where that's been, there's flexibility there. When, yeah. when Carl Malone came to the Lakers, magic said he could wear 32 yeah, if they, he wanted uh, to. You're he right. If give they give
2: blessings blessings. Good point, yeah. Sean. Good one. Stone.
1: I know we haven't had a chance to talk to you about the honor that was bestowed upon Pau Gasol tonight, such a major integral part of victories I am that are still fresh in my mind as far as 2009 and 2010. I also remember the great run in 2008, especially when they got him and all the excitement that he brought. And Joe was at the game 15 years ago after he was traded. He was there for his first game. So it was crucial that he was there for today's game as well at the arena. Your thoughts on how you felt at the time and what Powell contributed as a Laker.
3: Yeah, uh, I think I have a little bit different of a perspective because I was a kid uh, during those those Celtic-Lakers rivalries. Um, I was definitely a weird kid, though, because all I did was watch basketball. So by the time I was... Nothing you know, weird about that. By the time I was 10 or 11, I actually sort of understood what was happening on a basketball court. And yeah, I think that... You know, Powell to me has always been and since. Since you know, um, understanding more about basketball, I've gone back and watched those games on YouTube. Uh, and, and Powell, I think, is a criminally underrated as a player just in general. Um, I think that he provides uh, so much as sort of this high and low post passer, um, and he continued to do it after the Lakers as well. That's just something him and his brother brought to the game. Um, I think that. Uh, offensively you couldn't ask for a more fundamentally sound player uh awesome touch near the rim there are so many things he did well and i think that kobe brought out the best in him uh, to really unlock all those capabilities since kobe's passing i think you know Powell's really stepped up as sort of this this mentor and lead um do you uh, see any
1: similarities between when you watch him and when you watch ad
3: Mm. Maybe a little bit offensively. I don't know. I think they're very different players in terms of what they brought. Um, Powell, I think, is just more naturally gifted as an offensive player. I feel like Anthony Davis uses a lot more of his athletic ability to to get where he wants to offensively um, and it is maybe not quite as fundamentally sound, but you know, has worked on that to to really get to where he is. Um, And I think Anthony Davis probably changes the the defensive end a little bit more or quite a bit more than than Powell probably did because AD is that good of a defender. But yeah, I mean, this, this was well-deserved. And uh, it's something that I think like every Laker, like everyone has differences on where the team should go or who the team should play. But like watching someone retire their Jersey uh, and, you know, uh, talk about Kobe and, and break down during that, I think, all Lakers fans can sort of come together in that moment and be like uh, universally accepting of, you know, how cool of a moment that that was.
1: John, I don't want to leave you out of this conversation on Powell because Sean and I have already talked about um, Lakers history 101, how much Powell and getting Powell and the whole transaction and how it went down and how much he has meant to us as Lakers fans uh, tonight, uh, obviously was a great honor for us to not only see him having his number retired and, put into the rafters but as a fan you got to be excited exactly especially because Powell's just a damn good guy
4: yeah he's definitely a class act. you know he's up there for me i think paul gasol doesn't get a lot of credit and recognition because similar to kareem obviously different players but um i don't think it's they're as different as you know one may think i think they're both finesse players and also they're big men and you know when you know the average fan thinks of a big man they think of Someone who blocks a lot, um, dunks hard and, you know, like a lot of the moves they make are loud and Gasol isn't really one of those players. Um, He made obviously some really important plays during that run with Kobe. He's a fantastic basketball player, but I think a better human being. So I was really happy to see him getting his jersey retired before they announced it. I, I, you know, I, I had a little bit of doubt they might not do it for some strange reason because, you know, he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves, but uh, seeing it up there tonight, um, I'm really happy for him. He deserves it.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, podcasts, Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers pull into ninth place with a 112 103 victory. The Lakers now move to 32 and 34. Oh, so close, Sean, to 500. (laughs) Let's just taste it. It's just, it's right there for us. It's right there. The first time all season. First time we're in the top 10 and almost right there at 500. We talked about 500 being such a benchmark for us, but. When you see AD playing like this at the level that we saw earlier this season, which has to be at an MVP-ish-like level, are you encouraged by by what you're watching? And are you thinking that this can translate into the rest of the, what, 16 games left this season?
0: Yep, that's an interesting question. So we only have a a few minutes left. So short answer, no with an if. And long answer, yes, with a but. So the short answer is, I don't think he's capable of this kind of sustained, you know, 30, 15, 5 for the next 16. I think he's capable of, you know, out that output, you know, 12 of the 16 games. Definitely. It's possible. He really doesn't, when he's on a roll, he doesn't really plateau. That's, that's the issue that other teams have with is that usually if a guy's on a heater he usually plateaus. AD really doesn't. He, he his points per game seems to go up. If you look at the the four seasons he's been with the Lakers, each year that LeBron has been out his actually his points per game go up, his rebounds go up, every obviously everything goes up, but it's a consistent effort which how he gets those points. So Today, it seemed like he would, He didn't work up much of a sweat getting 30 points. So if if you can get this kind of effort out of him for, like I said, like 12 out of those 16 games, I think it's definitely within reach of the sixth seed.
1: Well, D'Lo looks – I'm going to say Delo's mo- most likely going to be moved up even beyond the questionable status for, for Friday's game. He's got an extra two days off to rest – and, and uh, there's something really, I, I think that's there that he's close. He's really close. Tom, do you see that happening? I think D'Lo's ready. I think he's ready to come back on for Friday's game.
2: Well, I think we actually absolutely need him for Friday's game. Here's the thing. When you look at the standings, the thing that jumps out is there are really two groups of teams. There are the teams who ha- have losing records. We're sitting at the top of the teams that have losing records. The next two games will either elevate us up to a team that's 34 and 34, one with at least a 500 record, and we'll be at the bottom of the other list of teams. But if we falter and fall back and even just split those two games this weekend, we'll slide back down into the morass of the 34 or 35 loss teams that are sitting there. So... The bad news is that we can't let off. We can't let up. But the good news is that we started talking about this when we were like 22, 23 games left, and look at the progress that we've made now with sixteen left. Well, we're we're just since, keep winning. We, we since we made winning.
0: those since we made those trades, so it's been ten games or seven and three. Yep. So it's uh, it's it's obvious they've they've borne fruit here. We,
2: we and do, if we get
0: D'Lo back, I think that
2: can make us win eight of the next ten. Let's say.
4: And but by the way, we
2: do. and if we do that, way. if we do that, we'll push ourselves up there definitely in the seven or eight,
0: and we'll have a shot at the six. Just depends. So Van, Vando and AD have the second best defensive rating over ten games of of any two players in the NBA. And I'll, bet, all, I'll
2: bet that we're.
0: We'll push up to number two in defense. Yeah, they all game. they also have a plus thirteen differential when they're yeah. on the court together. So it's obvious Ham like from the start, Ham wanted to see what he could get out of those two together. And uh, you know, again, Gerald, we give we gotta give credit where credit is due, right? So credit to Rob Polinka. He actually listened to his scouts and you found basically the the ideal stri- uh 3-4 to put beside him.
1: That's I will under 25- 25.
0: That's under 25, by the way. Yeah.
1: Stone, I think I'm gonna agree with this because I mentioned this on the playback and I mentioned it to Sean. Because remember, we were Sean, we were talking about how why is lebron there why if he's in the boot is he continuously trying to get up help players off you know just interacting so much and he's risking himself further injuring mm-hmm. that but stone you know the word the the word came also down that lebron's excuse for medical reasons i'm assuming it's the foot i think that was a great idea because if you get him off the you know off of his feet then it just makes it so much easier for him to go ahead and rehabilitate that foot and get back on the court as a possible late ending of the season for him, maybe even returning.
3: Uh, I think that, you know, ideally you definitely want him uh, to be back two or three games before the play in uh, to acclimate in, and in sort of maybe more,
2: get, maybe more if we can get, him. I mean,
3: yeah, if possible, um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have the medical intel to really know what's going on with this foot, and hopefully, doesn't sound like they are are too sure of anything because he's getting reevaluated in three weeks, not necessarily cleared to play in three weeks. So, uh, it they sounds like they want it, to see him
2: play. They probably want to see him go a week without any pain, just like Davis. I mean, it, it seems yeah. like the same exact injury
3: yeah they they um they're definitely going to want to track you know how he's developing uh with the healing process it's not especially if
2: we win if we keep winning and we keep moving up if we get into the seven and eight spot
3: yeah so that's that's what's interesting uh you guys were talking about uh obviously friday's game uh, and then sunday's game versus the raptors and knicks uh when you look at who the lakers are in contending with you know for those uh sort of play in spots Uh, during that stretch of between um, Wednesday and and Sunday, the Blazers play the Celtics and 76ers, which are both games they probably lose because both those teams are hungry in the East right now. Uh, The Thunder play the Suns, who are rolling, so the Thunder likely lose that game. Uh, And then they play the Pelicans. So one of those two teams is going to beat each other up and fall in the standings. Uh, The Pelicans also play the Mavs during that stretch, and the Mavs are hungry to get this Kyrie and Luca thing going. They want yeah, but they can't to get play rolling defense. They, they can't, but I don't know who the Pelicans uh, are, are. I mean, they have Herb Jones, but I think the Pelicans have Luca and Kyrie. And I think it, this is a winnable game for the Mavs. It's probably a toss up. It's probably a toss up, but again, they also play the thunder. So those two teams will beat each other up. Uh, and then the jazz, unfortunately play both the Hornets and magic who are two of the worst teams in the league. So the jazz probably sweep both those games. So when you're looking at it, the Blazers probably fall 0-2 during that stretch. The Thunder probably go uh 1 and 1 maybe or 2 or sorry, 0 and 2 or 1 and 1. The Pelicans either go 1 and 1 or 0 and 2 and the Jazz will probably go 2 and 0. So uh, when you balance it out, the Lakers should still be um even if we drop both those games, we should still be like no more I don't think we'll even be any games out because of where the Blazers are. If the Blazers drop and the Thunder and Pelicans both go one and one, we could be like only a half game out of the 10th seed if we drop both those games. So it's not the end of the world. Obviously, we want us to win both those games and we'll be rooting and cheering for that. But it's not over if we lose both of them.
2: Those games aren't as important as the head-to-head games against the teams that are right above us. Correct. You yeah. know.
3: Once
1: again, it's the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers, for now, are still in ninth place in the Western Conference for the first time all season. This is the highest they have been after a, a tremendous victory tonight. Truly appreciate what they did tonight, 112-103, to 103, especially in that fourth quarter as they stuck it on out. Sean, you know, I know you and I were all over the watch party live. We are talking about how much fun we had, especially in that fourth quarter because it was so much fun nervousness going on for that third quarter because the Lakers like, eh, cause like, eh, I'm so glad I was wrong. And I'll tell you what, I want to be wrong too, because you know what the, the, for the third coming up for the next two games, the Lakers, that's really, especially with the, with both those teams favored, they need all the help they can get. And I'm hoping that these games will pull out in the Lakers way, or at least split. Can we at least get a split from these two games? No, no. The minute you say
2: that,
0: you lower your standards.
1: Okay, Sean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I I think, uh, I think one and one is realistic, Gerald. I really want two and zero. I well, you're picking eighty percent, Tom, for the next ten games. Well, you know something? I think, I think. What am uh, I supposed
2: to do? Root for one and one? Well, you
0: are. I don't want to root for one and one. I'll root for one and one if we lose the first game. Okay, Gerald, I, I really hope. I really hope that I L I wanna be proven wrong. He's available Yeah, I really hope he's available Friday. Because if he's available Friday, I happen to think that either, you know, himself or A D can help us push over the edge for one of these teams. But I do think we're gonna need all hands on deck for one of them. And something tells me it's gonna be the Nick game because the Knicks have a bunch of dogs on their team. It's not just it's not Emmanuel just Emmanuel quickly is fun to watch. If the uh, if you if you're just a fan of basketball, Robinson that guy though? that guy's a fun yes. guy to watch. Yes, Robinson's back too. There's another guy. So it's it's go ahead, Stone.
3: I was just gonna say both. Both Pirtle and Rob and Mitchell Robinson are going to pose more of a threat than what AD yeah, had right. against the the Grizzlies tonight. You have definitely more rim protection, uh, or not even rim protection because Triple J provides that, but uh, offensive rebounding for both those guys too. So AD going to have to, yeah, really Pirtle have a challenge. Tough
0: too. Well, they're, both they're both bigger, they're both much
2: bigger and physic more physical than JJ. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would
3: say
0: I- go ahead, so- oh, go ahead. No, I was no, just you.
3: gonna, I was just gonna say it's probably like a for me a fifty fifty chance that we either go one and one or zero and two, um. Unfortunately, I'd, I I'm hoping I can celebrate with Laker Tom and it's two and zero, but I, I think one and one or zero and two is probably a fifty fifty shot for me.
2: See, Absolutely. there you go,
1: Tom. We're just thinking realistic, but we love your enthusiasm, yeah, and we I, love your positivity.
2: I, I don't know how I can root for anything other than 2-0, and o, man.
1: We're not we're rooting for it. We're just D&O telling you. It's
2: just 34-34. 2-0 <laughs> cements us as being one of the winning teams, not the top team of the losing
0: team. A, a lot. But we're a not lot.
1: rooting for the Lakers to lose. We want the Lakers to I win. want them to yeah,
2: win. These <laughs> games are. I think these two games in... I understand and I agree 100% with what Stone's saying that the world's not going to end if we lose both games or if we split those games. But you can't count on the same pace of improvement that we have seen over the last three or four games, over the next 16 games. Because things don't work out that way because there's so many things out of your control. So you can't afford to lose games. And I think that Anthony Davis is playing at a level and we're gonna get Anthony, we're gonna get D'Angelo Russell back. I think that's gonna make a dramatic difference. And I think this team is hungry now. They feel they're three and two now without LeBron. They feel they can be four and two and five and two without LeBron. They're gonna come out very hungry to try to win both of these games to make a statement to the league that the Lakers aren't a losing team anymore, and they're in the hunt for the top six places. In the west,
3: the other and thing too is Delo, it's gonna scare has... a lot
2: of teams if they pull off both of these wins.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm
2: um, will be like four upset wins against the odds in a row.
3: I hope they do it. Uh, the other last thing is, I think Delo, I mean, it's his first game back, and not it's been you know a good what five maybe five games now. It's not six like he's games, been six games. six games, yeah. He, I mean, he might have a little rest in the yeah. first half or something. It's not like he's going to come back necessarily. It's not a guarantee that he's going to come back with, you know, both uh, feet on the ground running. So um, hopefully I'm wrong, but it, it might take a little time for him to adjust to.
1: Sean, any last thoughts? Uh, Cause like I said, it's been a great day. We honored pal Laker. Tom is happy Laker. Tom is predicting 80% in the next 10 games. I hope he's right. I want to go with what Tom is saying. Stone and I both are just like, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed, but we're trying to think realistic. But you know what? We like Tom's enthusiasm even more. But any last thoughts? Because I'm gonna go ahead after that talk about what Laker Tom is on doing at Lakerholics.com and of course what Stone is doing. But any last thoughts or are we already starting to think about Friday with Magic Man in the morning?
0: You know what, Gerald? I'm I'm like 95% thinking about Magic Man, but I'll just leave with uh, with one thought here. You know, um, Today, actually, the Raptors uh, are in the crypt playing the the Clippers. That's an interesting matchup. Both underperforming teams, both disappointing teams. Both teams have very similar uh, philosophies as far as if you're 6'9 and above, we could probably find some minutes for you if you can shoot (laughs) the three. Um, I'm going to say this. I think... The Raptors have haven't had a really good Western swing right now. I think they're thinking along the same lines of we split in LA. We either beat the Clippers and we lose to the Lakers or the, or the flip. I, I don't expect them to come out, you know, uh, with the chariots of fire on Friday, especially playing the Clippers. Um, that, that could be a dog fight right to the end. And, uh, who knows what's going to happen? But I I half expect Toronto to come in uh, Friday, probably licking their wounds from a bad loss.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to be talking more about that on Friday with Magic Man in the morning. I know he's got some things he's planning. Who knows? Maybe even Joe or Nick might even stop by. It's been rumored. Yeah, never mm-hmm. know. Never know. But. Before we head on out, I want to go ahead and give Laker Tom and Stone an update uh, uh, to everybody out there, what they're cooking up. Laker Tom, what you got writing up there? All what Jamie has got writing up there at LakerHolics.com.
2: My last article was basically how I I really feel that the Lakers making the seventh or eighth uh, place in the West, seed in the West, is is almost a slam dunk, a lot more than a long shot. Um, and there are several reasons for that. One of them obviously being his Delo coming back. The second one being that I think out of our 16 games that are left, nine of them are against teams that either are tanking or should be tanking. Um, especially those last five games that we've got on our schedule. God knows what, what kind of teams we're going to be playing then. Um, and then you've got that, the factor of of the, the you look at everybody's, what everybody's doing in the last 10 games. That's a really important measure. And if you take the last what the players are what the teams have done in the last 10 games, and you take that percentage and apply it to their remaining games, the Lakers will have a good chance to get up to five or six. That'd be uh, nice to see after the long season. We just, season can't, we we just had. can't blow we can't blow any. we have to look at you can't look at it, you can lose every game any game. You have to look at it, you can win every game. There's a difference between those two attitudes.
1: Fair enough. Well, you have, I don't know which attitude you're having, my friend, but you could find out more what he's talking about. This team is going
2: to be very hungry on Friday, especially if they get D-Lo back.
1: We'll see. We'll definitely see. But you can go ahead and check out what Laker Tom is doing today and also Jamie Sweet at Lakerholics.com. And Stone, want to make sure last but certainly not least, you've got the guys right there for you at Upside Swings. NBA Draft Podcast, both you, Bryce, Cooper, the guys are breaking down the NBA Draft. I I did put some thought into it. I am probably going to die in that Poku Hill when it comes to uh, guys that I have missed in the draft. Uh, But I will say, Emmanuel, quickly, I was arguing. uh, Well, I wasn't arguing, but I was discussing very heavily with Raphael. and I believe you when I first met you on. I will say I also got Desmond Bain right. But, yes, I probably will, unfortunately, die on that Poku Hill. But before we head on out, my friend, (laughs) he just can't – he's so thin. But I thought (laughs) he was so skilled. But before we head on out, my friend, you got to get everyone updated on maybe more Desmond Baines, Pokus, or anybody else, some really some hot names coming in the NBA draft. So what's going on at the Upside Swings NBA Draft podcast?
3: Yeah, um, we are – gearing up for you know all the uh everything is going to be shifting to draft talk pretty soon we're aware of that uh, especially when march rolls around and then after the the playoffs and finals eventually and it's all eyes on the draft so uh, we have a lot of content coming out um i won't give too much away we do have an episode dropping this week and we'll probably record one tomorrow uh the episode dropping will mostly be on some guards uh higher end guards in this class Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter uh, at at report underscore court, because, uh, we do have, um, playback videos that we, uh, just got onboarded. So we'll start doing some March madness playback, uh, events where you guys could watch games with us. And hopefully, uh, between me, Bryce and Cooper, we can start, uh, breaking things down in real time that we see, um, from prospects throughout the tournaments uh the conference tournaments and in the big dance obviously so uh if that's something you're interested in just follow me at report underscore court and i'll always be tweeting out uh, when we do those playbacks and any new episodes as well and follow us at upside swings
1: there you go upside swings nba draft podcast and also of course on twitter upside swings and at report underscore court. I'm actually showing it now to our Instagram audience out there. Hello, courtside Lakers. Hope everybody's enjoying what we're doing here as well. So go ahead and check out Bryce. Go ahead and check out Cooper and stone today. with the upside swings, NBA draft podcast, he has already talked about, you said 50 shows right between now and the draft, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, I, we have about 50 shows planned out, um, So far throughout this class, we've already talked to probably close to about 20 names. And we have, you know, maybe another 40 plus to go. Uh, And uh, we'll we'll try and get to like, you know, maybe 80 or so names throughout this, uh, maybe more. Uh, And yeah, all of that's coming out. Uh, Our team previews for every team in the NBA and and sort of what prospects fit with them. So we have a lot of stuff planned out. Uh, Obviously, I'll be busy with that. Um, with the playback uh, throughout March of madness and then uh, staying on with you guys when I can for the, the post game, interview you know, re- Lakers game. So there's a lot of uh, recording and stuff. And if you want to, you know, keep up uh, just follow me on Twitter and uh, I'll be, I'll be anything I'm involved in, I'll be putting out there.
1: So you guys will have your own playback channel for upside swings, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. All right. Looking forward to it. And speaking of NB- NCA March madness, we have started an ESPN bracket right there for you. March Madness Bracket Challenge. Laker Tom should join it just so he can pick UCLA to go all the way. <laughs> Stone Hansen said he's going to join it. Sean Grice said he's going to join it. Our friend Henry Hill from Courtside Lakers is going to be there. We hope you're going to join it today, too. That is on ESPN March Madness. Go ahead. It's absolutely free. You can sign up. If you are the best one, I think they give you like some big humongous prize, like, uh, you know, like 250 grand or something like that. Some huge prize that they give you. if You've got the best picks of them all. But yeah, join our group today. Lakers fast break. You just do it on search. We're right there for you. Yep. Looking forward to it. Looking for, I love the part stone. And Tom, where after the first round, I always have a meme I post on social media of David Caruso walking away from a blow car that's blowing up or a dumpster <laughs> fire because that's usually my bracket after the first round. But
3: I feel pretty good usually that. after after day one, two, three. I'm feeling pretty good, and then once we get past that first round, it's it's all over from there. I start I get too confident. I'm like, oh, this is my year. I'm gonna do it, and then everyone I pick just absolutely gets gets torn up in that second round
1: sean's gonna be surgery. he's gonna be looking hard at all the teams coming up mm-hmm. here in the next couple of weeks for march madness so there you go tom ucla all the way there you go of course
2: makes it simple
1: yes absolutely <laughs>
2: it makes chalk. it easy
1: chalk yes they should get a number one seed uh, i think most likely in the west so i mean be actually- this
2: is about why we become fans of somebody in every one of these sports so you don't have to Think about it. I mean, I I have a couple of friends who aren't really serious sports fans, and man, I mean, they change teams like you change girlfriends. You know,
4: and <laughs> it's never been like that
2: for me. You know, I mean, that's I've changed teams a couple times in my life. You know, but I'm older, so I have a right to do that. But you know, it's it's not the same. Um, but well, I mean, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm I'm far from an old school. I'm, I'm frankly far from an old school guy. I like the modern game a lot better than I like the old school game. Um, you know, we've improved. We've improved every decade from, from the peach basket all the way up to the modern game.
1: Well, let me ask we've you this, Tom. It. Are you going to head on down to Las Vegas for the regional final when when UCLA? Uh, they'll be playing at the, the <sighs> Allegiant Stadium.
2: Well, you know, I've, I, as I told you several times, Gerald, I've got I've got a niece and, and uh, a bunch of grand nieces and cousins and so forth. to live in Vegas, so we are we are actually planning on trying to find a time. You know that uh, I w- I hope to do it at summer school, and obviously COVID probably derailed a lot of those plans that we my wife and I had had to to stop by and visit you guys and your family in Vegas and so forth. The other thing I want to do, to you know, is is probably and and this year it's probably too late for us to do it but next year we've got to we've got to get a suite at least for a couple of games and and bring everybody together so we can all go down and watch a game actually in live at, absolutely better
1: at just like um, joe is right now absolutely that would be we, awesome we, be
2: we've got to set we've got to set something up like that for sure you know between all of the various organizations we can all get together that would be a terrific party and a lot of fun
1: i'm still waiting for a lakers convention to happen we would that would be awesome. Yeah, man. we got
2: chipped out of a parade, man. So you know. Yeah. So this year, this year it'll be a double parade. The miracle LakerCon. of the miracle of the COVID. Uh, the miracle of the bubble and the miracle of the uh what do they call this one? They'll have to have some name to add to it in order to put their asterisk on it that they wanna that all the Laker <laughs> haters have to do.
1: Now yeah, they find they'll always find it's something. Number 18
2: is all we care about, and yes. hopefully, hopefully we'll get to play the Celtics to finish it. That's true indeed. But
1: once again, for now, the Lakers are in ninth place for the first time all season. They win 112-103. We'll be back tomorrow, hoping for a 6 p.m. start time. L. Rob said he wanted to go ahead and match up everything before tomorrow, because on Wednesday, it is Do You Know Your Lakers trivia. And I know Joe and Sean want to be there as well. Everybody else is welcome, invited. If you want to go ahead and come on the air, please join us for Do You Know Your Lakers Trivia. On Thursday, we're looking at doing Lakers History 101. And then on Friday, of course, you start off your day with Magic Man in the morning. And then that night, of course, playback.tv slash Lakers Pass Break for the game against Toronto. And of course, Friday night. The best Lakers post game that's out there, along with the best Lakers chat room that's out there. And we thank you so much, everybody that was part of it. And of course, you can only find that here at the Lakers Fast Break. Podcast.